Hello, Character Arcana listeners. Welcome to the Character Arc Podcast, where each week we watch a movie. We're going to give a brief synopsis of that movie. We're going to talk about what we liked, what we didn't like, and then we're going to move on to some changes we would make if we were the one making the film. Um, this week, I am your dungeon master, Richard Bertelson, and joining me today is Doug Saucepots. I'm Doug and Ted. And also, also joining me is Mendel Sands. Yes, I am here. I am liquored up and ready for blood for the rod for the rod yes i am ready for the rod because <laughs> that is the whole point of this entire movie yes it's getting the rod getting the rod in a faraway world all people deserve to be free and equal the child is not fit to govern an empire the forces of darkness you can control dragons with the dragon army in my command i can crush the this has got to be some twisted magic experiment gone seriously wrong. Have threatened to conquer a kingdom. What can I do to stop Profion? If you can obtain the Rod of Savril, you could control red dragons. I suggest we lay low, let the whole thing blow over, come back, rob everybody. There, there's one small problem. Problem? I kind of committed us to find it. I know that we didn't spend a lot of time preparing, but we are supposed to give a synopsis of this film. Are you guys ready? Do you want me to go first? You can go yeah. <laughs> by, by all I, means. A group of petty thieves kidnap a oh god professor student at a from a college. They proceed to fall on a homeless man, and they take him across the world on an adventure to which he has no point in being a part of. <laughs> Who wants to go? Doug's gonna have to wait. Mendel will go. A group of strangers. Plus two guys that are lifelong best friends embark on a journey to collect a magic stick. It is true. That's, none of these none of these characters give any really shit exactly. about each other. Because uh, even the even the girl. Uh, well, you go first, Ted. Okay. No, no, you're commenting. I'm Doug. <laughs> I was just gonna say that, like, yeah, even the girl who we are kind of led to believe that they fall in love, her and Ridley fall in love, but between them arguing at the tavern and the scene where they argue and then kiss for an hour of the film, they don't say anything to each other. They don't really do anything. They just are along to along for the ride together. Right. They don't like have a conversation. They don't learn about each other. They don't do anything. She's still just a person. He talks to snails way more than he talks to her. <laughs> By snails, we mean there's a character that's name is snails. He doesn't actually talk to snails. <laughs> he could have been a druid and he that could talk to snails yeah. if they were more creative. That would have been more creative. Uh Two friends go on a thieving expedition. I have nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but this this is a movie about your people, Ted. This is a movie about rogues. My, I know. I know. Yeah. And I, I mean, I was left the same way. I feel for snails. <laughs> <laughs> snails, by the way, is played by Marlon. Marlon Wayans. Marlon Wayans. Uh, we all dodgily look around as if we're not really sure. <laughs> He's one of the Wayne brothers. One, one of those guys. It, it was literally... He put zero effort into pretending like he belongs in a fantasy world. I felt like part of me felt like I was watching Scary Movie 2. <laughs> <laughs> At some point. Or it's like, not another Scary Movie. Oh, yeah. Movie. Like, the the production quality of this film is pretty similar to those films. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess, how did everyone like the movie? 
I mean, it was like a Saturday morning cartoon feature length with live action people that don't all add up. Yeah. It was pain. It was a little painful. Yeah, I, I actually agree that if you can separate yourself well enough that it is just a Saturday morning cartoon show, it's not actually as bad as I remember. Right. I remember this movie being atrocious, and it is atrocious. But it's like, <laughs> it's like if you were five, it's probably fine. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, maybe even seven or something like that. But it's definitely not. There's no sophistication that to this kid film that's just come home from whatever. <laughs> That that kid that just just came home from the Renaissance Festival and is like super psyched about medieval times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, that's not really an excuse for it because I'm sure very young kids do play D and D. But as players of D and D, I'm sure we can all agree that for the most part, it's kind of complicated and it's not really for super young it's, kids. It's for kids. It can be for kids, but it's not for right. super young kids. This movie's for super young kids if you take it at face value. I mean, literally, the only thing that that even made me think of Dungeons and Dragons was the Beholder. The Beholder. Yeah. What about the four dungeons and hundreds of dragons? <laughs> <laughs> but that's, I mean, you could just call that Dragonheart or oh uh, shit, yeah. Like you CG's know, CG's about the same quality. That's true. <laughs> was that Reign of Fire? That was like two thousand two. I kind of like. Though I haven't seen it since it was new either, so I may be completely wrong. Matthew I am just saying, like, there, there's a lot of movies around early 2000s and stuff like that that had, like, dragons and stuff in them. Mm-hmm. A lot of, like, action-y movies. And most were probably better than this. Yeah. We'll have to reserve that opinion for when we make another episode out of this. <laughs> Rain, of, Rain of Fire? Rain of Fire. <laughs> <laughs> Do I remember Rain of Fire wrong? Is it much worse than I'm saying right now? I don't know. <laughs> it has Matthew McConaughey and Christian Bale. Huh. We'd like them both now, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean. As a society. As, as a society, <laughs> sure. Uh, the McConaughey. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, here's the thing about Dungeons & Dragons, as you were mentioning, Nick, about not really recognizing it other than The Beholder, which was the only thing that I also recognized as like a specific D&D thing. Although I imagine some of the... Almost certainly, actually, the like the feeble mind spell. I'm pretty sure is a real yeah, spell. Like they, yeah, they they name dropped shit like yeah, once in a I while. Was, I, I bet w- the Rod of Seville is the thing in the D. If I bur- yeah, right. if we bust out our D and D or our uh, DM's manual, I bet it's in there. I don't know that for sure. It almost feels like they had some other concept already, um, and they had to readapt it. And they're like, "How else could we do this? Let's just you know name drop a bunch of D and D stuff into this to make it a D and D movie." Sorry, in air quotes, a D and D movie. Because, yeah, there was not really... I mean, I don't know as much as you guys, but it really doesn't feel... Well, that's kind no. of my point, though, a little bit, is that how do you make a and d movie? Because D&D, for example, we play D&D with virtually none of the lore right. of Wizards of the Coast lore. And even Wizards of the Coast lore has f- different sections. The Eberron stuff is different than the the Forgotten Realms stuff. They have... They have different sort of universes that exist. And so do you... D&D is whatever you make it. It doesn't have a story, although it does. uh, Wizards of the Coast does make books, and they do tell stories in it. So, And they have video games that are based in D&D. I don't know what's right when it comes to... Do you base it on Wizards of the Coast lore? Do you just try to capture the feeling of it? How do you make a D&D movie? I guess if if you try to make me think about it that way... 
I guess I could get on board with it a little bit more. Who was the director, Courtney something? Maybe she's just a bad DM. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's so sad to think about. (laughs) She's just sitting at home and she's like, oh my God, my stories are so great. Let's let's put one on the big screen. (laughs) Courtney's a he. Oh, Courtney is a he. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I mean, you know. I mean, I think there was a was a pretty pretty good assumption for us that it might. I actually I I did know a man named Courtney once. Um, But that's gotta be the rare, yeah. Like it's gotta be. But also, like, but yeah, but I don't know if that's. I don't know. Like, I present that question because. It's I a, guess it's a weird thing to think about, but also if you're gonna base something, <laughs> if you're gonna call something based on a property, certainly there has to be something that makes it that for a reason. Right? It, it it makes some things make a little bit more sense. So like in the beginning of the movie, when they're making their initial like getaway, they run into what is supposed to be a dwarf. Uh, <laughs> the character is supposed to be a dwarf. The homeless man from my synopsis. Yes, yeah. just as tall as everyone else. Uh, at random, various times during the movie. Sometimes he's, actually, he's, sh- he's probably shown as the equal height to everyone more often than he's shown as short. short yeah, right? it's really mm-hmm. off-putting. Yeah. <laughs> For the longest time, I just thought he was a barbarian, not necessarily a Which dwarf. Which would have been, yeah, that, that uh, would have been worse. If you're not yeah. going to be consistent about the way you depict him, then that should have been the case. Right. Yeah, until he started making comments about the dwarves. dwarves. But anyway, it if you think about it from a and d type setting, them running into him in the alley and then him joining them on their quest is very D and D. Right. Uh, the, uh the flimsy way you just get everyone together and right, stay together. Yeah. Because <laughs> everyone's sitting at the table so they have to participate. So yeah. Right. <laughs> but it's it's unfortunate because he really didn't even participate in the story as much apart from I guess alerting the the group, the party about Kevin Spacey and his blue lips. <laughs> oh man, I'm a dum 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 dum. I spent for for reference to that. I spent the entire movie comparing the actual actors to other actors who had nothing to do with this movie. One of which was, was Kevin Spacey. There was a character that was big and muscly and had a suit of armor and was bald. But he looked exactly like Kevin Spacey, just he with blue lipstick. Powdered his lips just like Kevin Spacey. <laughs> he, pout. he was a pouty guy. He was a pouty. He was a pouty villain. Did you guys notice that, like, when they bumped into him and they went into his little dwarf cave, which was the sewer? The sewer. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's, all, he was he literally has... Oscar the Grouch of D and D. Like, but right behind him, there's a sign that says "No Dwarves Allowed." Did you notice that? Why is why would he just keep that there? I did not notice that. So was yeah. that next to the door? That it they was next to the in? door. Yes. So maybe that's why he, he was camped out in front of the door yeah. because he couldn't. I don't know. I don't know. So the in movie the has this whole. Well, the movie actually does actually have this weird classist subtext. No, yeah, does. but it's so poorly handled that you're not a mage. <laughs> you're beneath me. Yeah, that was this weird thing too. Like I don't remember very many other. Like we had the one dwarf. You know, you randomly see those dragon creatures, what I thought might have been kobolds or goblins, or you had that one, one of the two yeah. blue guy with the the shark fin head and the and the, the vagina eye. vagina yeah. eye, yeah. <laughs> and he kept doing the weird mouth thing. Yeah, yeah. There's at one point he was walking off screen and he was doing that mouth thing with his tyrannosaurus <laughs> hands. What the fuck was he doing? 
<laughs> but it was just there wasn't a whole lot in there. Like the, one of the biggest things about D and D. Now I know this is also twenty years ago. There's a lot of like different races and stuff like that. Like, I think that's what you do. I think you you well for one this this movie does no world building whatsoever. We no. don't. We're told that mages and commoners hate each other. For one, mages in most worlds don't aren't a, a aren't like a class of people. They're they're like a profession. Yeah. Right. So it was that was weird. So but it was obviously a, an upper class and lower class kind of divide. But that's it. That's all we ever get. We don't really know. We get told by other characters that the Empress believes in this and does this, but she's only in like three scenes um it's mostly she never actually does anything but not really she she gives a speech to like privately to people and she gives a speech publicly and then she's in one scene with a mirror well right and it seems like we're doing this whole movie for her the most we're pleaded to believe in her cause is by whoever the female lead is i quote unquote female lead the the woman who's along for the ride the whole time, but speaks very little, mostly looks confused, um, <laughs> is, a, is at one point sexually assaulted by, <laughs> by a go- skeleton <laughs> with the tail. I, I don't even know. No, no, no. That was the Empress. Um, oh, I'm talking about oh, when the. Right, I'm right. talking about when the. Thieves Guild leader slaps her ass. Oh, oh yeah. yeah what the right. fuck I was that? All about that? It was so awkward. Uh, so the movie doesn't have a high opinion of. Of women, obviously. Um, <laughs> but it's only when she's talking to Ridley that we seem to get any context of what the political situation in the world is. And we don't continue to talk about it because Ridley just rolls his eye and goes, politics. I know. <laughs> Ridley Ridley's our main character, and he's such this angsty boy, this just moody little man. Well, he is in the second half, but he's not. But that's not how he starts. He's so weirdly... Ambitious? Not yeah. ambitious isn't right the isn't the right. Yeah, the touch of it. Like he he blames the mages for setting the the water on fire so and everything rum. else. And yeah. then he goes he's happy just, go he's lucky. Just, he's full of teenage angst. This is about the, okay. That, okay. In that respect, see, I guess like, as you were saying, um, fuck the system kind of thing. Yeah. 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 Until he wants to literally fuck a girl who represents the system. <laughs> In that case, it changes. Because that, that scene literally, because this movie is so devoid of character motivation, that when Snails is like, wait, why are we going on this adventure? All Ridley does is look at the woman who he met five minutes ago, who had him restrained. <laughs> well, that could be. Hey, I don't know. <laughs> it could be a kink. And, and, that's, and then he's like, what? Who? Who? You? You? Her? Huh? Huh? Oh, no. It's like, that's not, he's not falling in love with her. He just wants to nail her. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I think this movie also does this thing where all of the important bits are just gleaned over and then all of the unimportant parts are focused on because, like, there's a part where they are trapped in the map and there's a whole conversation that they have, but we don't know. Oh, that's right. They say you saw a, yeah, no, that was a different part, but I'm thinking about when he said he saw a dragon moon board, but that's, that's a different part where they disappear and ignore everything that happened in between. But yes, they're stuck in the map for a really for a little bit, and they're arguing, but we don't know what they argue about, and and then all of it is just reporting information. You you tell her, or you tell them, and then he ends ends up explaining everything. Everybody's over exaggerative facial expressions. Yeah, what's his name? Ridley. His eyes. All of them, though. Like they all did it, just so over the top with faces. The acting is atrocious. It is uh, atrocious. It's kind of like they were trying to do. 
like most of them are trying to be Jim Carrey almost is what it came off to me because he just does all those really weird faces for everything. His eyes, just the way they like dart around whenever he's talking, I'm like, I don't think you have to move your eyes as much. <laughs> you can just lock onto something. As but, you're but eyes are the window to the soul. Yeah, okay. <laughs> that's where half of acting is done. <laughs> so if they dart around a whole bunch, that's good acting, right? Yeah. The, more acting is good acting, right? 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 <laughs> he should have stayed as Jimmy Olsen. <laughs> but uh, on the the world and the lore and all that stuff, too, though, like, we meet the elves towards the end of the movie, and they're like, you guys are killing magic. Magic is dying from this world. It's like... But how? Like, like Yeah, that's uh, not, it yeah, seems no, like a very... <laughs> It seems it oh, seems important. it's because the because dragon of the war? dragons. Oh because yeah, they they very the... inadvertently said that the key to magic is dragons. So if there are no dragons, there is no magic. Is I guess what you're supposed to be led to believe. That sounds like another story. Even that is pretty. I mean, it's Game of Thrones. It's Game of Thrones essentially. <laughs> the reason why magic returns to Game of Thrones is because the dragons are born. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, this movie stole so much. Not not from Game of Thrones necessarily, though. Technically, those first several books were written before this, even though the show hadn't come out yet. Right. Because um, they started being re- they started being released in 1996. But also, uh, Nick, you mentioned the Imperial March, the Darth Vader. <laughs> oh theme. Yeah. yeah, the Whenever Darth the Vader is on screen, and then of course. <laughs> The lightsaber battle at the end. Yeah. Right? And then also, like, when he goes into the cave to actually put the dragon's eye and get the rod, uh, it's the cave in Dagobah that he wanders into. Yeah. And it's, I like, was the just same thinking that, yeah. as well. It was a lot. It felt very Star Warsy. And, and then even I kept saying that um, Aladdin, yeah. that um, uh, the main guy, what's his name again? Rid- Ridley? Ridley. His outfit, the whole movie, to me, Han Solo. Han Solo, yeah. yeah. He's supposed to be a rogue, and he's got a set of keys to a dungeon that I don't know how he got his <laughs> yeah, he hands just, on. He just happened to have I, we, I think uh, we decided he just door. had a skeleton key to basically he can open yeah. anything. Because the movie doesn't care to explain. The, 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 I think the movie just glazes want, over detail. The yeah. movie wants to get over as fast as possible, <laughs> which is a weird thing for a movie to want to do. I'm not always against that purpose, except... If I don't know why things are happening, then you might want to slow down a little bit and tell me why I give a shit. It was also super predictable too. Like, yeah, nothing, nothing with even when I called almost the next line of the movie, like word for word, like, <laughs> snails. If they do anything funny, like, or kill, kill them, them. <laughs> show them the rod. <laughs> Uh, it, it was just this weird thing where I, I do think you're right. It almost felt like it was made for children. Yeah. Which... Even though it was live action and it was Dungeons and Dragons and I feel like it should have been adult. It is very, very childish. Yeah, I have no least. problem with the idea that it's safe for families. It just, it should be made for a higher intelligence level than an than a super young child. Like, because yeah. it should be something for all ages. It should be PG-13 or something like that. It should be something that parents can take kids of any age to, and it's not too bad. But it is also something the parents should enjoy. Yes. Yeah. It reminds me of the when Disney did those movies, like, every Sunday. You know what I'm talking the about? The Wonderful World of Disney? The Wonderful World of oh, Disney. Yeah. And, like, some of the movies were just, like, kind of haphazardly slapped together, but because it's Disney. It literally had a disclaimer on it. What are you going to do, not watch it? <laughs> <laughs> you could almost say the same thing about this movie. It's almost they like, add eh, the, the the name is Dungeons & Dragons. So that's why you'll watch it, right? See, I think, I don't know. 
the providence of this movie, but it does kind of feel like the person who made it didn't... I think a company bought the rights to Dungeons & Dragons, the movie, and then gave it to someone and was just like, here's the Dungeons & Dragons movie. And they, they didn't, they've never played Dungeons & Dragons. They don't give a shit about Dungeons & Dragons. They're like, okay, generic fantasy, cool. Right. I'll make the most generic fantasy movie I can. Whereas, if you're going to navigate the confu- the difficult task of adapting something that has such... You have to have someone who really loves the source material then, who yeah. who understands what kind of things people would get and appreciate from it. Because to me, if you're not going to follow the actual lore of the, the Wizards of the Coast lore from the Forgotten Realms or Eberron or anything like that, then what you would have to do is probably just include the variety of races, as you mentioned, Ted, identifiable sort of class traits, <clears throat> things that... I mean, everyone knows that a barbarian rages, and you wouldn't have to ever say it out loud, but you'd have a character who's a barbarian, and they go into a rage. Yeah, just show them. You know? And this exact same crew talked about Sonic the Hedgehog, and how, like, they handled the rings dropping, Uh and, like, all stuff like... Stuff like that, that fits into your story, but makes people think of the game. Yeah, they didn't do a good job of that, for sure. I I wish I would have felt more D&D references, but they were very fleeting, Mm-hmm. And a lot of them, like you said, mentioned they were spells. Like one of the only times I I got excited was when he the dragon started to come at them and he yelled shield. Like, <laughs> <laughs> shield, shield. Yeah. <laughs> like it's funny because that's what you do. <laughs> How great would it be if a character was just like. Um, I cast shields. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what you do. Uh, I, I almost wish that they had had more of that. Like, if, you, if, they, if they weren't going to take the movie seriously to begin with, throw more of that in there. Let it be campy. You could make it a weird meta thing where yeah. it's like, we all wink, wink, nudge, nudge. We right. all know what's going on here. Yeah, mm-hmm. you could do that. That I think if you did it that way, you'd have to make it rated R, though. I think you just make it really just ridiculous. <laughs> and that's my change. <laughs> Actually, that that would be a legit... That's not really my change. I mean, for like, seriously, to make it a better fantasy movie, my change would be... Actually include just, like... Just kind of slow down and just tell me what the world is like. Because if you want me to care about this adventure, at least to some degree... One thing that makes fantasy and sci-fi so interesting is that... It feels like a real place that you can understand and predict the sort of the machinations of the politics and stuff. So the way that Game of Thrones does, uh, you know, a great example, like make me understand why this conflict exists and what's at stake for it. It's like we got the middle movie. Yeah. Like there should have been a movie before this Mm -hmm. and there's a movie that we're supposed to watch after it. But I feel like we got the middle movie and we missed a lot of pertinent information. Yeah, just a lot of... I mean, just think about the way, like, the Lord of the Rings starts is really good at that, too, building the world. And the Lord of the Rings kind of intersperses it throughout the story. But there's a reason why those movies are each three hours long. Because yeah. it's not, it, it takes time to establish the characters, but it also takes time for you to know, this is what hobbits are. This right. is what elves are. This is what humans are. Not only what humans are, but what humans from Gondor are like and what humans from Rohan are like, which are different. That's super important in a really good fantasy story. This it's just none of that at, at all. all. It just assumes that you're 100% familiar with fantasy tropes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. 
and and it just kind of goes into it and that's another again the vast majority of everything in the movie are just humans yep yep well it well, costs money to make creatures well, that's, and stuff see that's, that's why i, I would... think that's why the dwarf is not always short because they were just like so i mean barbarian. they gave us 10 million dollars yeah. uh this is quite of a big see, ask for that the thing is a lot of things felt like they were shoe-ins right so the one tracker who is an elf yeah and then there are the wood elves that are later shown to heal Ridley. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think if they had made the scope of the story into a smaller, like a more, not intimate, but into a smaller setting, but also have the idea of his actions have a grander yeah. result. I know what like, you mean. Yeah, like the whole princess thing, sure, but feature less of that and just more, fo- you know, have more screen time on the party. Like they go on an adventure right. that means something to them to hopefully all of them. Right. And then it's not a save the world adventure. Right. But it becomes one. Yes. Like it slowly becomes one. Yeah. It is how the Lord of the Rings goes. Because like you can still have a lot of fantastical elements like when you go to the tavern and see different things. But as you were saying with like fantasy tropes, like, okay, these are the big baddies and they're always, they are this giant organization. And then you have the, the roguelike characters. It's just one of those weird things. Like they, if I mean, you're going good, to make yeah, a movie, like you're saying, Ted, just work with what you've got. If you don't have this big budget and this big world, then yeah. then, then fit it to that. Fit right. it to yeah, what you're doing, what you have available to you. Yeah. If you're gonna make a self-contained movie that isn't supposed to have a prequel or a sequel, like make sure it's a, a legitimate story. Yeah. It's like doing a one-shot campaign. Yeah, you don't it, try to explain the whole entire world. You it's just, kind of like what they did. They crucial. kind of did a one-shot campaign for a movie, mm-hmm. and it was just real. Uh, what's the word? Um, railroaded. Yeah, yeah. It, it just it just goes to the next thing because that's what has to happen for right. us to go forward. That's it. That's it. Like you, you don't get to explore the world or the characters because no, we we have to do this now so that we get to the end. Right. Like, yeah. And the other thing I didn't understand is. As we get to the end, we basically figure out that most of everything that's going on in the world is the struggle over the power of a staff. Rod? And, uh, rod? rod? Well, well, no, no, no. It's the staff that the, the queen or princess or whatever has, which they state at the which beginning... Which is a bigger rod right. than the villain <laughs> has. They also state at the beginning that the difference between her staff and the rod is that the rod... Also controls red dragons. The rod controls red. Her staff controls gold. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. There were two different types of dragons. Yeah. So that okay. which the movie doesn't explain what the difference right. is between the dragons or nope. why it matters. <clears throat> nope. Just colors. But they're they're different colors. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that just makes me more confused because I just like I don't. They they like you said they literally explain none of that. Like, at the end, there's just this giant CGI dragon fight. And I was wondering why. I was like, well, why does her staff control dragons? They said the, re- the other. They said the rod controls dragons. It doesn't they help. They never that... told you her staff controlled dragons. Why it, did she? It doesn't help that the CGI is not good enough uh-huh. and the color scheme of the scene is not good enough for you to really be able to tell which ones are the gold and which ones are the red dragons. Especially when That's... the sky is like The sky is also red. red and gold. So the gold yeah. ones are just. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> so I actually found that a problem because when the battle was happening. I knew in my brain that's what's happening. Golden red dragons are fighting, but who was winning? Because which ones are which? 
that was pretty hard to tell. <laughs> Why did she uh, launch the attack of the Golden Dragons on the Senate? Because the they were going to take her her staff. They wanted to take her, they voted to take her staff away. Okay. That well, we we're led and to believe no. that that was the final vote because yeah. all we got to see was her make her one out of three speeches and then she walked away. Right. So then wouldn't she take a more defensive approach? No, she's just going to murder them all. She's just going to murder she's them. A tyrant. Oh, okay, so she's that's, a tyrant. She's a fucking yeah. awful tyrant. She's like, yeah. I'm not giving you this staff. She talks about kill being you. for like the working people, which I guess she is if she murders all the rich people, but yeah. also not exactly the person you want on your side cuz eventually you're going to piss them off. Right. It was very Daenerys. <laughs> the Daenerys. Daenerys. It is the Daenerys story arc except oh my glossed God. over. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Instead of <laughs> instead of it pointing out Do what out, I say or dragons. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what it was. Instead of pointing out to us this is bad. The movie's just like, no, this is fine. She can murder everyone. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't she's cuz she's doing it for the right reasons. <laughs> final thoughts interesting um, observations i mean there's plenty of interesting observations about this film but they ripped off power rangers at the end they all like oh teamwork and then they teleported out in sparkles oh the teleporting out <laughs> oh the end of this movie is yeah yeah it is baffling what the so fuck happened confused. at the end of this movie so confused so they go and visit What's snails? Snails', snails grave. Snails Which, is grave. The, the, the entire graveyard, by the way, is real tombstones, <laughs> fancily etched, yeah. and snails is just a pile of rocks. Yeah. <laughs> and then what so did we he know give him? Did he give him like a, a ruby or something? What it's, it was the dragon's eye. It was the dragon's eye. Okay. They put that on his pile of rocks, and it starts to glow. And, and immediately the elf woman no and his his, his name disappears <laughs> off of the headstone and then now the elf woman knows oh he's still alive let's everybody put your hands in don't ask about this gift she, she literally <laughs> says don't que- like don't, don't yeah, question it yeah. like <laughs> this makes no fucking sense <laughs> i have expected her to put her finger on his lips just Shut up. Sure. <laughs> Just let this happen. Well, and then, so they all put their hands on this stone, and it starts to glow, and it makes them glow and turn into dust. And then you would think that they would all go into the stone. But or they fly off into the Where sun. Where did they go? Like, just into the like, forest. To what like, end? Was the proposed, like, I'm, I'm assuming they were trying to set up a sequel, but in a way that's really confusing. But then what would that sequel be? Would that sequel be... Them in hell, them in heaven, like... I mean, I guess they're on an alternate plane, but that would have to be, like, Shadow... Again, we would have to delve into D&D, D&D lore. It'd lore, have to be, yeah. like, Shadowfell or some kind of purgatory Which they type have not place. prepared to handle that stuff. Like, Snails is dead, but they're still alive, so I don't know what any of that is, but... But again, you would think <laughs> that they would go into the stone and they just fly off into the sky. I don't. I don't know. No, I'm absolutely clueless on what in the what they were going there for of whatever that bitch's name was, whatever that else name was. <laughs> Shh. <laughs> <laughs> that was I, like, I had the worst time remembering people's names the whole movie. I know why that is. Because you don't care. <laughs> <laughs> they almost they're made it so, unimportant anyway. Yeah, no, they're so forgettable. And the only person's name that they say more than anyone else is a snails. 
Like, Ridley and Snails are memorable because they say each other's names so often. That they say each other's name every time they talk to each other, which also is a bad screenwriting technique. Okay. Um, <laughs> they know each other's name. Like, I don't say, Nick, sentence I'm going to say to you. Ted, sentence I'm going to say to you. No, I just look at you and you know I'm talking to you. So it's weird they do it with them, but... They don't do with anyone else, therefore you don't really remember their name. Like I couldn't even begin to tell you what the woman's name is or the dwarf's name is. Um, I know that the villain, Blue Lips, is Dimidivar something. <laughs> Does it come with a stutter? <laughs> I, it comes with a hide, hiding whatever the beginning of that is. <laughs> Dovar. Dovar. Okay. The end of his name is Dovar. It, there's some, I'm pretty sure there's something else before that. But Dovar is definitely the last syllable, the last two syllables of his name. Damodar. 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 Close. That was close. Yeah. Still. Wrong. You were in the same realm. Yeah. Well, which is about all we can say for this movie. It's in the same realm. Maybe Dungeons and Dragons. Maybe. <laughs> I guess. If you're looking some, if you're looking for something to watch and just kind of make fun of. Yeah, no, this it's definitely a, a good, it's definitely a good fun. Just kind of, I know it's not going to be good. Let's just have some drinks and watch it. Movie, that's all. I had fun just laughing at the terribleness. Yeah, I had reimagined scenes every time. Every time yeah. Blue Lips <laughs> made pouty face, he does get real mopey. He does get real mopey. Yeah, that and frown. There's that one when <laughs> when he's got him like pushed down on the ground. And the, the main bad guy, like, comes up from behind and, like, puts his cheek on the yeah. side of his head. And they're both making these really weird faces. It was, re- <laughs> it was very uncomfortable. <laughs> very intimate. Also, he kind of pretends, like, the only reason why he's helping that guy <clears throat> is because the things are in his brain. But, he but helps, that happens, like, he help- halfway through. Right. He helps <laughs> before that, and he helps after that, too. Yeah. I mean, unless he's just lying about that being a reason, which he might be, but then... The point so of that why is totally introduce confusing. It? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just why really introduce it? Yeah. He's already yeah. listening. Sure, he failed, but that does not seem like a reason for him to want to help more. Yeah. Because he was already, I will never make this mistake again. This is what I mean. It's like they introduce these little elements just to give it this sort of like D&D feel, but it's not a D&D movie. No. Well, thank you guys so much for listening to the yeah. Character Arcana and Character Arc podcast. This is going to show up in both fucking places. So here's the deal, guys. Crossover! Yes. If you listen to us play Dungeons & Dragons, we also have a movie podcast, which you can find by searching for Character Arc on your favorite podcasting app. If you listen to the movie podcast, you do occasionally see the D&D podcast show up in this feed, but you can also find the feed by itself by searching for Character Arcana on your favorite podcasting app. Um, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook, both at Character Arc and at www.characterarc.net. Please rate, like, and subscribe wherever you can. I have been your Dungeon Master, Richard Bertelson, and joining me today was Doug Sawspots. But you called me Ted a couple of times. <laughs> Identity crisis. Identity crisis. <laughs> Who am I? Yeah, I was Ted. Charisma saving throw. <laughs> and uh, Mendel Sands. Yes, because the other half of me that really exists is pathetic. And his name is Nick. Thank you guys so much.